time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Well, good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Thank you. Taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. That's 676-5464. As usual, we'd rather talk to you. Any automotive-related question, give us a call. We always end up with calls stacked up at the end of the show, so uh, bring them on now. Got a number of things to talk about this morning. Kirk, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you very much. And uh, we've got our hand quick on the mute button in case Kirk says anything he shouldn't. Oh, no. I won't. I never do. We'll see about that. So a couple things in, uh, you know, automotive news right now. And uh, one of them we're going to talk about in a bit. Washington State Attorney General Ferguson. um, Bob. Bob Ferguson. um, A proposed new law protecting used car buyers. um, and uh, potential problems with the cars that you might want to know about, some things that are changing there, and you know maybe some unintended side effects of that, but that's something we deal with on a regular basis with used cars. How do you like those post-purchase inspections, Kirk? They are um, they're stressful. I don't like giving people bad news. After they've bought you know? a car? Yeah, and um, I would say, especially over the last couple of years, the folks that have bought Already bought the vehicle and brought the, them in. The overpriced COVID cars. Oh yeah, yeah, crazy. And um, they've they've kind of got that look and that vibe of some uh, kid that's just got some super special gift that they've always wanted, you know. And then and, it breaks. And they're just excited and just you know happy and check this baby out for me and. Let me know what a great job I did buying a, a new used car. And, and little do they know they brought it to the Grinch. Well, not the Grinch, but you know it. It makes me, it makes me sad. It makes me uncomfortable to have to say, you know, yeah, well, it is a you know, always compliment, nice car. Love the color of the paint. You know, the seats feel great. <laughs> you need ten thousand bucks worth of repairs, and this thing's going to puke on you in about two months. So that makes me feel bad. Yeah. If it didn't make you feel bad, I'd worry. But I stress out even more doing a pre-purchase inspection because I want to make sure that I catch everything so that they don't end up spending the money paying me and ending up with the limit. So, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, so I guess thinking about it, I never really pondered it that much. I'm more stressed out doing a pre-purchase than a post-purchase. I just feel bad for the people at the post-purchase. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we do have a caller on the line. Outstanding. Looks like we've got uh, Mike here this morning. Mike, what can we do for you? Yeah, good morning. Um, I have a uh, 2013 Boss 302 Mustang, and uh, obviously it doesn't get driven a whole lot. And my question really is about fluid changes, how often, you know, like the the brake fluid, I don't think it's ever been changed on the second owner. Uh, The manual transmission fluid has never been changed. And uh, I think the deferential was changed years ago. Um, 
but the, the owner's manual is kind of not very helpful other than talking about, you know, 100,000 miles for this and 150,000 miles for that. And for a car like this that's not driven very much, what do you guys recommend? How many miles are on it? Uh, just under 9,000. So. Whoa. Nine? Yeah, yeah I saw, I saw yeah. in Kirk's eyes what, what would probably work out best for everybody here is if you brought it down to Kirk's for one weekend a month and left it with him to right. drive. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, and he we, put some miles absolutely. on it for you. Actually, exercise everything. Yeah. Dranum, Dranum's going to be uh, driving in three, two and a half months now. So my <laughs> my uh, he's pretty conservative though. I mean, yeah. when it comes to driving. So I, you know, when it comes to the 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 fluids in there, um, I mean, it's, it's that's a manual transmission. I take it. Oh yeah. Okay, yep. so you know you've got the rear differential and the transmission fluids. Honestly, on those, you know, with that car car sitting, those are relatively sealed systems. I wouldn't be that worried about them um, mm-hmm. on, on a time frame. You know, if that car's driven a couple times and you know a year, two, three, four, five years go by, and now you're going to drive it a whole bunch, that might be the time to change them. As for if you're going to drive it and sit, drive it and sit, drive it and sit like that, then I wouldn't be that yeah. worried about changing those. Sometimes okay. moisture condensation can be an issue because it'll warm up and then cool down when you drive it once. Um, so when you do drive right. it, drive it long enough that you're going to get everything yeah. fully up to temperature. Um, sure. Engine oil will definitely go longer than a year, but if you're going to drive it once in a while, like once a month for you know an hour, I, I like the the once a year on the oil change, but again, that isn't That's what critical. I do. Yeah. The oil's going to last right. longer than that. Um, coolant, um, every you know, they they might say like up to ten years on it. Um, right. You know, so it, it it's going to last at least five years, and to go longer probably isn't an issue. The owner's manual, yeah. or we have information systems that would say just you know after after a certain amount of time, it'll lose its uh, corrosion protection. Um, just even if right. it's not really used, as things degrade over time. Um, I'd definitely be putting ethanol-free fuel in it so you don't get moisture buildup in the fuel. Um, uh, well, that's a, that, that's a good point, and that's kind of hard to find. But uh, uh, Well, uh, puregas.org, P-U-R-E-gas.org. Okay. Um, you can find it. Um, even with that, I'd probably put some stable in the fuel if that's going to be in there more than six months. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, what about the brake fluid? The, the brake fluid, is that something that should be? It hasn't been changed in ten years. I don't know. If, um, does that collect moisture? Then it will the eventually. Fluid? It's a sealed system, but it does okay. over time get a little bit in there. I would. Yeah. yeah, I think the brake fluid after ten years of sitting around probably wouldn't be a bad idea to flush out. It's a pretty, yeah, you know, low cost yeah. uh, service to do, sure. and uh, yeah. absolutely. You know, one of the thoughts I had. Um, do you? Uh, have a battery tender on this thing? What are you doing to keep your batteries charged up all the time? I do. Yeah, I do. I have a, a little uh, yeah. something I, charger on it. Yeah. Something yeah. that it just went through my my first time I ever thought about it. But, you know, when I mentioned the coolant, Brian, um, would be a battery tender. Have you ever heard of a battery tender on a vehicle for a really long time and getting transient voltages through the cooling system? 
I do. You know? it, it's in older cars. I would can't say that in a, a late model car like that. When I say older, I'm like you know pre two thousand, yeah, right, pre ninety five. Right. Um, when they had like full metal radiators and right, right, less plastic and other things. I we I think would say we saw more issues in many years past than we do recently. You know, it wouldn't hurt to have the um, at least once in a while. I would say. Uh, when uh, the condition of the antifreeze, you know, not only have them cast it to see if it's got, you know, good freeze right. and good chemicals and all that, but, have, you know, have your shop um, do a little voltage drop test on it, voltage test, and see okay. if it's starting to build a little bit of voltage. And uh, if it is, that'd be a good good idea to get it out of there and uh, maybe look at your grounds on the on the car and and maybe do a little test on your voltage when you have your uh, car charger plugged in and see if you have any voltage happening in your cooling system. Okay. You know, Good in, ideas. In the end, yeah. the, the best thing you can do is, is when you drive the car, drive it for yeah. longer. Yeah. And and try to do it a little bit more frequently, every two or three months to, to drive it for a day oh, or put I a couple hundred it. miles on it. I mean, I, I had it out this last Wednesday for about 45 minutes. Yeah. So and I, that's I take it out once or twice a month. And that's uh, great. And then, you know, looking yeah. at, you know, some of the fluids, 10 years, some of them five years, the brake fluids, one, yeah. you might want to do a little bit more frequent yeah. than that, you know, in the, th- in the three okay. to five year range. A lot of times they recommend like 30,000 miles, but it's going to be a okay. while before you get there. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> It'll be another decade. But I'll tell yeah. you what, that's a pretty cool car. I'm familiar with those. Yeah. And uh, it's a, so, Thank you. 2013, uh, 4.6 liter engine. No, it's a five. Oh, five oh that's right. You said yeah. it was a 302. My my yeah. fa- my father-in-law has has one with a. It's a 2007 or eight with a yeah. 4.6 that he put a supercharger on. Um, yeah. And, and it gets a few less miles than yours does. <laughs> No, it's a fun car to drive and uh, take it to the car shows around here on occasion. And uh, so it's uh, no, it's it's a blast to drive when it's dry outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, right on. Enjoy, Mike. Appreciate the call. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. We'll talk to you later. Well, I think we'll uh, I think we'll take a little break here and then a couple oh, and a couple more calls. Three six zero six seven six KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Sold to bidder 126. The January Consignment Equipment Auction at Meridian Equipment in Laurel is now active online through the 21st of January. Visit meridianeq.com today to check out the extensive selection of current auction items and place your bid. Bids will be accepted through Saturday, January 21st. Meridian Equipment, selling and servicing new and used farm and light industrial equipment for over 70 years. Open weekdays from 8 to 5 and Saturdays from 8 till noon on Guide Meridian in Laurel or online at meridianeq.com. The snow is dumping in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin 
enclosures and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done. Stop by and visit Mount Baker Motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and Iowa in Bellingham or check them out online at mountbakermoto.com. Mount Baker Motorsports, Whatcom County's premier power sports dealer featuring Arctic Cat, Kawasaki, KTM, CF Moto, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Borthwick Jewelry wants to thank you for shopping here this year. Being a small business, you have helped the local families. After almost 20 years in business, you, our customers, are the most important thing to us. We care and want the best for everyone each year. We donate several items to over 40 charity auctions. On our website, you can see a full list of our charity donations. We feel this helps the community as a small way of Borthwick Jewelry saying thank you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and thank you again for shopping at Borthwick Jewelry, home of the Diamond King. Honey, look what I brought home. Not a cat. You know I'm allergic. Well, you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> Why didn't you just call Biobug? Have you had enough of playing cat and mouse? Biobug Pest Management is here to help. Whether you have rats or mice in your business, residence, or commercial building, Biobug is committed to providing a solution that's right for you. To learn more and get your free quote, visit Biobug.com. Biobug Pest Management. Service you trust. Experience you expect. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Vibrant USA, Pacific Security, Lighthouse Mission Ministries, Feller Heating and Air Conditioning, and Columbia Fire. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive, 360-676-KGMI. Give us a call. We'd love to have you on the air. Going to talk a little bit in a little bit about uh, Attorney General Bob Ferguson and the proposed new uh, used car warranty law in Washington. But we're going to try to work through some callers here first. We've got Eric on the line. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. I uh, recently had a problem with my Dodge. It's an 08 Dodge with uh, Cummins diesel in it. And uh, a problem occurred in that cold snap that we had right before Christmas. I was up in Whistler, up in B.C., and... uh, I think the temperature was about 10 degrees above zero. We were going down the highway, and it just came to a shuddering halt about 10 minutes north of Whistler. Oh, that's that's starting to sound expensive. (laughs) Well, it could have been. We had two expensive snowmobiles on the back, and uh, we were stranded there for a bit. So I called my shop in Bellingham, and I asked what he thought was going on, and he said that there was about eight trucks with um, similar problems. He said... He thought it was a, a fuel gelling problem, but my understanding is that diesel doesn't gel until you get way, way below zero. Um, anyways, uh, we managed to get to a parts store up in Pemberton. Um, I got a new fuel filter. I took that off on the road, and I didn't see any gelled fuel in there. Do you suppose it could have gelled somewhere else in the system and caused the problem? You know, I know that vehicle has a, a water in the fuel sensor. Um, yeah. I, I'd be concerned that you had some 
some moisture, heavy condensation, or something else that had occurred as as much oh, as the okay. as much as the gelling. Um, and, and you know, if that was had water building up in that fuel filter, I mean, that can freeze in the the water separator portion of it. Oh, okay, and and something like so that, that was... going on. I I would be suspicious of that. The diesel fuel gelling, I would expect that to happen colder, but it was pretty cold out, and you've got that cold air, you know, rushing over the filter under the vehicle. Is that one? Of yeah, the, that one is on down there on the frame rail or along there. For Pardon the, me. Oh, the, your fuel filter on that one is down on the frame rail there, isn't it? No, oh, it's, it's it, on the it's on the side of the motor. It's yeah. kind of hard to get to. Yeah, um, so it's I, a, yeah, it's difficult for me to think it's going to freeze there, but uh, it doesn't get very hot in there. But but any no. any water in the in the fuel system that's not right next to the engine is at risk of, of freezing and and some sort of buildup like that. Um, and it could have had some contamination in there, a restricted filter. And, and although the fuel may not gel, it's an it's an oil, and it will thicken and and, and gets more viscous in the in the really cold weather. Yeah, I was able to get a a scanner at the parts store, and the codes had to do with uh, something about the fuel rail uh, system pressure. So I think I think the codes were consistent with a lack of know, fuel supply. A lack of fuel, yeah. So, um, just curious if there could be an ex- uh, another explanation other than the cold weather. It did seem to go away when it warmed up. I mean, I've had no problems with the truck at all. How old was that fuel uh, filter? Do you know how long it had been since it was changed? Yeah, he said two thousand miles before. Yeah, not, um, very, not very long. I, you know, some sort of fuel contamination, high moisture, poor quality. You know, I'd be thinking along those lines. Other than that, just cold weather. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for your ideas. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate the call. Okay. So, Kirk, you've got a Dodge Cummins diesel. Did yes. you Did you drive that in the cold weather? Although yeah, we absolutely. probably weren't quite as cold here. So you were when it was uh, like it, seven degrees out. You were driving yours. Yeah. And what year's yours? Oh four. Oh four. So same era. Yeah. Eh, maybe one generation older than his, and you you didn't have any issues. I uh, didn't notice any. But you you probably had yours plugged into the block heater. Of course. I of course you did. Yeah. You know, yeah. our old our old Ford truck, I did not have the block heater plugged in when it was 7 degrees out and the wind was blowing 30 miles an hour and my son was stuck in a snowdrift trying to get to Everson Goshen Road, a snowdrift in the middle of our private little drive that goes up to I, the community. Did you talk about this last weekend? I I probably I probably I, I, prob- I probably did. I but it. but our, our our truck cranked about 6 seconds and that was it. You know, it fired right up when it warmed up. It fired right up. So I'm thinking my batteries were a little bit weak. So you don't have a uh, – that's got a battle oil pan on it, doesn't it? It does. I could get one of those magnetic heaters yeah. and plug well, it in. Should. But, you know, I, I didn't plan on you know. using it, and it got cold and higher priorities, and my pilot got around just fine. Yeah. You know, I actually – my Buick Rendezvous that uh, – like uh, Your Walter myself. White vehicle. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um Technically, Walter White drove a Pontiac Aztec, but the Buick one you have is basically the same stuff. thing. Everybody's anyway, laughing here in the studio. They know what I'm talking I about. I drove, um, I I thought, you know, I'm going to try this rendezvous out in the snow. It's all-wheel drive. It's amazing. Plus, it's got a uh, butt warmer and the, the seats, the front seats, which is really nice. But I was really surprised at how well that thing did. That's impressive that car. Ugly as heck, but yeah. impressive car. You know, I was going to say, like, on my Dodge, though, um, I change the oil every 5,000 miles on my truck, and um, I change my fuel filter every 5,000 miles on my truck. 
And, um, you know, if Eric, you're listening to this, um, and you had a code for a low uh, fuel pressure, um, you know, feed, you need to get that looked into um, sooner and later because low fuel pressure to your feeder pump is going to cook your uh, injector pump. Well, starvation causes yeah, issues. And that costs a lot of money. So get that checked out. Well, hey, let's try to squeeze Tom on before the break here. Tom, good morning. Good morning. How what? Hello? Hey, Hello. you're on the air. Hi Tom, there, what Tom. can we do for you? Yeah, uh, there he is. Uh, where is the LNG carburetor uh, attachment that you would run on LNG? If for the sake of, of uh, efficiency, Tesla's included, uh, is anybody making that? So are you are you talking about a, a a liquid a liquid gas conversion for your vehicle or or a, a test system for seeing if it'll run with auxiliary fuel? Uh, just uh, not not the Teslas. It's it, it's a matter of efficiency. LNG comes out of the ground, it gets rarefied, and it's a fuel. Clear, right? Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, what do, what do you what do you want to do? Uh, I I I would like to get uh, a, a a carburetor kit. Oh, for and, a con, for a conversion. You know, I don't know of anybody in Whatcom County that that does those anymore. There used to be a place up by Northland Diesel years ago that did it. Um, Honestly, if I were looking for somebody to, to work on those or take care of them, I might call try to call the Swans Food Delivery Corporate Office because they do have a lot of trucks that run on on alternative fuels, and they might be able to point you in the right direction for somebody that does it. Kirk is Kirk Kirk is well, going to answer this quick, and then we have to go to a break. You might give Cascade Natural Gas a call and ask them if they have any referrals to a outfit that um, might help you out with that. All right, that's that that that's something I can live with. Yeah, thank you. Good job, guys. All right, thank, thank you for you. the call, Tom. You are in the <laughs> shop. This is Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Three six zero six seven six KGMI. It's a new year and a new you. Turbocharge your fresh start with a share of $200,000 in cash and prizes. Join the fun and win your share every Friday in January with hourly drawings starting at 6 p.m. Use your brief rewards card all month long to earn entries while you play. Visit daily for a free bonus entry. Your membership also unlocks fuel discounts of up to 25 cents off every gallon of gas at Lummy Bay Market. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You, Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Hello, folks. Are you ready to get your estate planning affairs in order, but you don't know where to start? Would you like to hear about the difference between wills and trusts? Do you want to learn how to avoid probate? 
Do you have questions about Social Security and Medicare? Is it important to you to make life as easy as possible on your spouse and loved ones if something should happen to you? This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham. Join me right here on KGMI every Saturday at 1 p.m. for the Aging Hour. And let me show you how to set your family up for success in your retirement. We don't have the usual traffic jam we have in the big city. But sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. I and a lot of other people would like to see Biden rot in hell. Oh, you okay. know what? He gave away our biggest bargaining chip. Each weekday at 4 p.m. You know, I kind of agree that if Griner was a white sheetrock hanger from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and think it did the same thing, yeah, he'd probably still be there. That's just the way the world turns. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. Deadly tornadoes swept through the south, causing widespread damage. In Selma, Alabama... You can hear some crashing and that kind of thing. And I thought when I got out of the basement that I wouldn't have a house. Whole lot of unanswered questions about classified documents found at two separate Biden locations. Special counsel Robert Hur has been appointed to investigate. And our Adriana Diaz tells us... House Republicans announced another investigation into the found documents. We'll issue subpoenas if they don't respond. Kentucky's James Comer spoke to CBS's Catherine Herridge. You have to treat Joe Biden the same way that, that Donald Trump was treated. The U.S. may run out of money soon. Our Catherine Herridge says Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's asking Congress to act fast. Yellen informed lawmakers that once the limit is reached, the Treasury will start taking, quote, extraordinary measures to prevent a default, like delaying some payments. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. 360-676-KGMI. Yep. That's the one. I thought you were going to bust out and sing along there, Kirk. No, I don't. Yeah. We need some new tunes. Looks like uh, we've got another Eric on the line. Oh. Morning, Eric. Uh, Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. I got two questions if we have time. Um, first one, I'm kind of and wondering what your think, thoughts are on those, and especially regards to maybe some of the higher mileage ones, like we get up over 200,000 miles. On what car? Honda Element. I think they're great rigs. 
Yeah, I think they're they're kind of ugly, and uh, but I drive a Buick Rendezvous, so it really doesn't matter. I think they're pretty <laughs> cool rigs, uh-huh. you know. And uh, I think with good maintenance, what pretty much any of them are going to go three hundred. You think, Brian? Yeah, I, miles? I would definitely agree with that. I here's my concern with any car that gets over two hundred thousand miles. And and that this applies to people as well, and and that's how well were they cared for when they were younger. Yeah, right. That's very true. And uh, and so I'll, I'll see, I'll see a two hundred fifty thousand mile Honda Element that needs six thousand dollars in work. It's probably not worth doing the work work to it. It's in rough shape. Oil's leaking everywhere. It shifts funny. It's got noisy wheel bearings. The tires are worn out. The suspension clunks, and just all around, it's worn out. And uh, it's probably on the sixth owner. Nobody's cared for it in, in half a decade. And, uh, and there you have it. And then I'll see another one with the same miles. The thing drives beautiful. It's quiet. The engine runs great. There's no oil leaks. You know, the shocks and struts have been replaced. The tires are new. The brakes are new. And that thing's good to go for another 100,000 miles. Same, yeah. same mileage, same car. You look at those. You look at the specs on the car on paper, and they look identical. One of them's worthless. And uh, barely worth hauling to the scrapper, and the other one's probably probably worth six to ten thousand dollars. So, um, it really depends on the condition it's in. Yeah. Well. And they both both the owners think they're worth the same amount. Yeah. <laughs> well, the prices have gotten ridiculous on the things, but so I mean, as, as long as there's not it's not a rust bucket from the East Coast, I mean. Bearings and things like that can be replaced, right? Yeah, beware the beware the rust bucket that was imported from Canada and relicensed in Washington State. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. But well, you don't you don't always know, so you got to make sure you do your research. We're seeing a lot of Canadian cars yeah. coming down. No, that's true. What's the worst? What does it cost to do an engine or a transmission on one of those? That's the big ticket items, right? Typically, yeah, maybe I would think. You know, um, what six, seven for an engine? Yeah, I mean, you three, could you three, you could run that to replace the engine and transmission. Trans- you know, you could be six to ten thousand dollars to do do both of them. So it, it a fair bit of money. So you want to find one that that is the engine's quiet. It's been maintained. There's service records, um, transmission yeah. that's had fluid change, things along those lines. But you know, you buy a used car, and, and it used to be. A decent used car costs you three, four, five thousand dollars, and now the decent used car that you know might be seven, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars. So, you know, yeah, and you still still no guarantee, right? I still mean, no guarantee, but soon Bob Ferguson is going to give you a guarantee if you buy it from a dealer. But so yeah, that'll either help dealers or not help them. One or the other. Well, it'll make used cars more expensive. I guarantee that. That's true. So last question, uh, on your pre-purchase inspection, does it, do you ever miss anything? I mean, do you do one of those inspections and then a week or a month later, car blows up or how often is that a, what do you think? Well, I know uh, Brian's policy over there at Dr. John's, they, they never miss anything. Yeah. Well, but I, but I have to say that's if you pay for the the crystal ball inspection upgrade, which right. is much more expensive than our standard vehicle inspection. Exactly. But they're so confident in what they do, 
if you buy a car for say fifteen thousand dollars and they say or you know bring it in and it's like oh yeah great car buy it and anything goes wrong with that car they will buy it back for you from you for double the price that you paid for it yeah, yeah. All, war- all warranty services provided by angler automotive yeah <laughs> um Perfect. anyway no you know i mean that's one of the things that you know what kind of stresses me out about doing a pre-purchase inspection you know i'll take it on a drive you know 15 20 minutes take it around up on the freeway and then you know i like going up alabama hill to see you know how it feels and maybe try to find some bumpy roads here and there and and then bring it back to the shop and spend you know an hour looking the car over scan the computer you know take the wheels off look at the brakes look at the suspension you know look it all over flip every button and turn every knob and kick every tire and and all that and but you know we're spending you know, I'm spending an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours looking at a vehicle, and um, you know, with bias, because uh, I'm thinking, why does somebody want to get rid of a perfectly good vehicle to begin with? And then also, you know, I want to make sure that, um, and I, I'm speaking, I'm sure for all of us that uh, we're not telling you to buy a car that sucks, yeah. sucks basically. But the thing is, you know, a couple hours. Um, I, I personally have bought vehicles before where, you know, where a car comes in and it's broken for whatever reason and the, uh, people don't want to fix it. And so I buy it or they just say, here, you can have the car and I fix it. I'm thinking, okay, all right, I got to put a clutch in it. I got to put an engine in it. I got to put a radiator in it or whatever. You know, the came, thing came in on a hook. So I, I get the thing going and I get it out on the road. <laughs> And I'm driving it around, and I find, oh, man, this thing doesn't work, and that doesn't work, and, you know. Yep. So, but I think that, you know, any of the uh, good shops in town, um, like ours, and Brian's, and John, you know, Steve, and, well, Steve, yeah, Steve's still doing this thing. He's still a good shop. Yeah, he's still a good shop. And even if Steve wasn't working on cars, he'd still have a good shop. So, um, do you, is that a inspection get really deep like do you do compression check leak down test is there some well, process of checking the transmission to know whether or not it's going to quit in a thousand miles or random question random breakdowns occur and and so we can assess the condition but it, it's a used car and we can't say whether you know the engine's gonna you know have a rod bearing that goes out because somebody just changed the oil and put thicker oil into it and they're trying to hide yep. a problem transmissions usually randomly fail um, sometimes when they're new but usually when they have higher mileage and there's just no way to know and that's that's part of the risk of, of buying a used car so right. you know we do our best but again we can't we can't predict the future so mostly mostly visual visual and driving, and you're looking for noises and you know looking at brakes and you see how much flip is left in the pad. And scan, and scan tool testing, memory. scan tool testing, testing codes, looking at sensors. It's there. It's a pretty in depth inspection, but it's not you know it it it's not like uh, like SpaceX going through a rocket booster to get it ready for the next launch. You know, right. it cost takes hundreds of people what and millions of dollars. It is. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. Why don't you uh, continue listening, um, Eric, because I've, I've got a couple thoughts on this thing, too. All right. All Thanks, right. guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Eric. Take care.
KGMI, you are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. If you've been seriously injured in a collision, you need someone who will advocate for you. At Bill Coates Law, they care about your case, they care about you, and they'll stand with you to get a fair settlement. When I was injured by a drunk driver, I knew I wanted an attorney to help me recover full and fair compensation from the insurance company. Of course, I wanted a highly rated and successful lawyer who focuses on personal injury law, but I also wanted someone local and trustworthy. That's why I chose Whatcom County Attorney Bill Coates. Bill Coates has helped good people who've been badly hurt recover full and fair compensation. You only pay attorney's fees when they win your case, and there is never any charge to meet to discuss your case in person. Bill Coates Law, helping good people who've been badly hurt recover full and fair compensation. In Bellingham, serving Whatcom Island and Skagit counties and online at BillCoatesLaw.com. This is Russ at Linden Manor Assisted Living. While the world has changed, the needs of our seniors have not. At Linden Manor, we offer independent and assisted living, as well as memory care. It's your private apartment. You don't live at our work, we work in your home. We have 24-hour nursing staff, weekly housekeeping, three daily meals, on-site beauty salon, and activities to keep both mind and body young. Find value in community living. Visit our website at lindenmanor.com or call Janet for more information. A conservative take on issues important to Whatcom County and the Pacific Northwest. This sounds crazy that you're going to tell the schools you must do extra service for those kids with learning difficulties. But when it comes to especially gifted kids, we can't give them special classes because it doesn't include a sufficient percentage of kids of color. Yes, that's what's actually happening in Washington State. Lars Larson, noon to three each weekday on KGMI. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive, 360-676-KGMI. And we're going to take a call, and then, then I want to, then, but then I want to get into talking about the used car warranties and a few things that Kirk really wants to talk about, including Bob Ferguson's proposed new law and some pre-purchase inspection information right, to help keep right. you from having a problem. But we've got Jim on the line, and we want to talk to Jim first. Okay. Hi, Jim. Uh, Hi. Good morning. Uh, I'm I'm very well. A little bit chilly, but very well. (laughs) Hey, I'm talking about a 1996 Dodge Ram pickup. Uh, The issue, my question is in regards to the thermostat. Uh, Driving the vehicle after even a half hour to 45 minutes, virtually not getting any heat into the cab, and the the gauge is showing that the temperature is maybe at 130 at the most. I replaced that's, the thermos. That's bad. Go ahead. Oh, 130 is pretty darn low. <laughs> yeah. I replaced the thermostat about three years ago. That's about 1,000 500 miles ago. In other words, this vehicle does not drive a lot. Not at seven miles to the gallon, it doesn't drive a lot. And uh, I am wondering 
should I get a higher temperature thermostat? Is Do they make these at different ratings? Or what's your suggestion? I would suggest that you get a thermostat from the Dodge dealer, an original equipment thermostat with the original equipment rating, and install that. Okay. Um, and then, you know, that's going to get your engine temp up, I'm sure. And then, um, you know, driving at 1596 vintage vehicle that's driven 500 miles a year, yeah. um, you know, if you don't get a ton of heat coming through your heater core after you get your engine temp up to where it's supposed to be, then I would suggest that you might look into flushing that heater core out a little bit, and you might get lucky if you gently well. flush it. Get some sludge out of there, and then uh, you'd mentioned seven miles a gallon. Uh, that thing's not a real economical thing, but if you get your if you get your engine temperature up to where it belongs, um, you're going to find that you're probably going to be getting better gas mileage with it too. Well, the life of the vehicle uh, that we've had it, it's always been under ten miles to the gallon. I mean, that's. Well, hey, if you get it from 7 to 10, you know, that's a big jump. Well, that's, that's... well yeah, but at 500 miles a year, at least I can make it from gas station to gas yeah. station. So, I mean, that's... A, a couple couple things on that, Jim, is uh, one, um, we're going to get out our, our infrared temperature gun. It's, it's otherwise known as the cat chasing toy with the red laser beam. And... Uh, and, and see a temperature gauge. Yeah, and see what temperature it's getting up to. And then I'm going to plug my scan tool in it, and I'm going to look at the data from the computer, and I'm going to see there's another sensor that, that goes to the computer that's going to tell me what the computer sees the vehicle temperature is. Because honestly, if that's only getting, getting up to 130 degrees, you should have a check engine light with a PO131. Uh, Kirk's shaking his head, but I, I think, think it should. I, think, I think if it's a hundred, it's a ninety. It's it's a ninety-six. I, yeah. I think it is. It's OBD2. Yeah. It should be setting a code, and you should have a check engine light. But something tells me maybe the check engine light's already on. Um, mm, I don't even think it has a check engine light, but I can guarantee you it is not lit. Okay. Well, maybe it's been uh, on so long the bulb burned out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I would check codes and I'd see what temperature the computer is seeing. And I think Kirk's right. And an OEM style thermostat, um, Mopar branded thermostat is going to be your best bet on that. And if your engine is truly up to temperature, maybe your gauge is a little bit off and it is getting up to temp, then your heater core is probably plugged. All right. Or hey. you could have a blend door problem in there, but I'm I don't know. I'm gonna go oh, with plug heater core. Common too, yeah. but you gotta start with uh 180, 190 degrees of heat trying to get to where it needs to go first. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, Jim. Three six oh for the feedback. Three six oh six seven six KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Dewey Griffin Subaru is driven by one simple concept. If we all give a little, we'll all have a lot. These days, the Dewey motto rings truer than ever. Kindness, care, and safety have never been more important. 
That's why Subaru and the team at Dewey Griffin are doing their part to keep you and your loved ones safe while driving. Need a new Subaru? Stop by Dewey Griffin and learn about special ordering locally from Dewey Griffin Subaru. You'll get to build your own Subaru with all the new options you want, and you'll support a dealership that supports our community. From the Ascent to the Outback, from the Forester to the Impreza, and the all-new Crosstrek, a Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you and your family where you need to go, safely. Need service? Dewey's Express Service Center is fast, convenient, and there's no appointment necessary. At Dewey Griffin, get the service you need when you need it. And they'll throw in a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in the county. Plumbers, electricians, HVAC technicians. These jobs are in demand right now, big time. For every five retiring, just one is entering the trades. As we come into a new year, it's time to change the definition of success and how to achieve Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. My grandpa Dan founded Barron over 50 years ago with the goal to provide our community with quality service while supporting his employees with exceptional careers. To carry on his legacy, we're on a mission to prove that a career in the trades is a rewarding one. In his honor, the Barron team created the Dan L. Barron Trades Scholarship, which will provide opportunities to individuals looking to enter the HVAC, electrical, or plumbing trades. Barron will provide two $5,000 scholarships to Bellingham Technical College. Start a new career this new year. Apply today. Applications may be submitted at barronheating.com slash scholarship now through January 31st. Barron, your full service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. All right, welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Mangler Automotive. Want to talk a little bit more about the uh, used vehicle inspections, and we had a question about compression and leak down test, Kirk. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, yeah um, Eric called, what do we do during a vehicle inspection? Ask compression test, leakage test. Um, typically, no. Um, and what? Reason, what? Well, the reason for it, you know, let's say we charge, you know, 150 bucks to do a complete vehicle inspection. Um, you don't pull all eight spark plugs on my 5.4 Ford engine in the E350 when then do a compression test for you $150? Mean, you mean the one that takes four and a half hours to pull the spark plugs out? And the one, and then they break off in and there and it takes three off. hours to extract yeah. the broken piece? No, well, no. Oh, okay. Unless, you know, um, like you guys do. You got a problem with the cylinder, and you have to get to it. Some of the engines, you know, the front spark plugs are easy to get to. Seems like those cylinders always seem to do really good. It's the ones on the back side that you got to pull the intake manifold off to get to the spark plugs, is the ones that are tough. So, unless there's a issue with one of the cylinders, like uh, a misfire, misfire, rough running, rough something, low vacuum, yeah, something going on like check that. engine light, you get a phone call saying, "Hey, this is what's going on." Uh, it's going to cost X number of dollars to go in and see what's really happening. Do you want to spend the money to do that? And actually, you... normally that's a fail. Fail? On the pre-purchase inspection. Normally. Yeah. 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 You shouldn't bring a car, try to sell a car that's misfiring unless you call And the check engine light is flashing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. 
and the catalytic converter is missing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically somebody brings a car into us, and it obviously has a dead cylinder. The check engine light is flashing. We don't even start the pre-purchase inspection. You get, you get the free advice right. that you need to find another car to buy. Exactly. Um, ooh, Except con- for if Bob steps in here. Yeah. But I, I want to mention, um, with most newer cars with the scan tool, we can actually go in and do a cylinder balance test, mm-hmm. which will show if one cylinder is weaker than the others, which is going to raise a flag, red flag. The other is we can do a cranking compression test, and it electronically monitors the rotational speed of the engine while it's turning over and building compression to compare each cylinder to the others. And if there is a cylinder with low compression, it is going to show up on that cranking compression test, which is a computer-driven electronic test that we don't have to remove the spark plugs for. That is true. That is true. But when you want to go in and look for those things, you got to no, you got to pull the plugs out. Got to pull the plugs. No, yeah, a lot so, of times. So if we have a car that comes in with a misfire, we can't obviously diagnose it as being a, a you know a spark plug or an ignition coil or a computer related issue. Then then we're going to say, hey, we need to do some more in depth diagnostic. It's going to take some more time to access and remove components to do the testing, and then we will do a compression and leak down test. Yes. Um, so on a side note here, Bob Ferguson is uh, working with the legislature to implement some uh, some automatic, unrevocable, unwaivable used vehicle warranties when you buy your car from a licensed automobile dealer, um, which, which is interesting. And uh, there's, some, there's a little bit of a balanced aspect to it. And Kirk wants to say a couple things, but I want to mention this yeah. new law. Um, there, there are some limitations, which uh, one of them is um, currently with what I'm reading, it, it doesn't have as much to do with age of the vehicle as it does to do with mileage. If it's over 125,000 miles, there would be no statutory warranty. So you're buying a 150,000-mile 2015 Honda Accord, no warranty. Um, kind of like it is now. Kind of like as it is, is now. No as warranty. is, no warranty. So what they're proposing, under 40,000 miles, a 90-day or 3,750-mile warranty. I find that somewhat reasonable. Um, 90 days may be a little bit long, but 3,700 miles, boy, you're going you're gonna to buy a car with 40,000 miles. It ought to go more than 3,700 miles without a problem. I agree with that. I would think. 40 to 80,000, 60 days or 2,500 miles, 80 to 125,000, 30 days or 1,250 miles. So this law is really being proposed to keep you from buying a car that has a hidden issue or a random, spontaneous, major failure. And honestly, any car in those mileage range, in those odometer reading ranges, should make it the number of miles prescribed without having an issue. And my experience is most of our local car dealers, new and used, reputable ones, Mm-hmm. If you have buy a car from them and you're paying premium dollar with a low mileage vehicle and you drive it for a couple weeks and it has a major problem, my experience is most of our local dealers are pretty good about taking care of you. I agree. Does that always happen? No. Have I seen it happen? The vast majority of the time, yes. Sometimes you got to push a little. Um, occasionally a bad review that I don't, I don't really recommend that usually doesn't have to get to that point. Usually they're going to step up and take care of you in some form or fashion. Kirk. What say you? I always ask myself, why are they doing this, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of good things from our government that uh, we do, they do, us, I guess, is to protect us from evils and from ourselves and others and all that. And I'm thinking, 
you know, licensed dealers. Okay, that's cool. Um, great idea. I'm thinking about about you know private sales. If you you know this about because I think it's uh, going to make it harder for you to sell your low mileage private vehicle unless uh, you're going to provide a warranty. I think that that is true. And for the consumer, good idea. We don't have enough time to talk about this right now. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about this more on a future show. And I apologize to Bill out there. We didn't make it to your call. You've been in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive, and we will see you next week.